my name is Jason McMaster, and my game of the week is not the latest Telltale chapter of Game of Thrones. <laughs> and I am John Schaefer, here joining Jason this week, and my game is not every roguelike that's ever been released, which seems to have come out in the last couple months. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not complaining, though, because uh, hopefully... One day they will be my games of the week because I'm a huge roguelike fan, and this is this is the moment I have waited so long for. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I've played Darkest Dungeon, which is pretty good, and uh, Sunless Sea. I haven't played for a few months, so I haven't played the official release yet. So I'm kind of curious about that. Um, yep, those those are on my list as well. I actually been playing a little bit of uh, Darkest dungeon so uh we'll probably oh, yeah. talk a bit about that um oh yeah it's on the sea is is purchased but uh, has not been played yet so got uh, got some things to work through here yeah yeah uh, you know that's that's kind of how it is for me too i've got you know i backed the kickstarter and uh just haven't uh, i just haven't gotten into it yet um i want to because god those guys are awesome at uh fail better games <laughs> but uh but yeah, so you're you've been busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and not playing roguelikes, at least not not the entire time since I've been on last. Uh just been plowing away on at the gates, which is still going. Uh we're still making good progress. It's just one of those things that takes a really long time, so Oh and, yeah. Uh, I think we did the Kickstarter back in um hmm, yeah, back in March of 2013. Right and yeah, we're we're st- we're still a ways off, which I, I tend to say a lot. But uh, it, it really comes down to the polish side of things. So that's kind of where we're shifting towards. We just wrapped up a bunch of big changes with the economics. Uh, Going to be focusing a little bit more on diplomacy and AI, but you know, get into that stuff later. So we're we're, we're cranking along here, uh, making time to to play some other games as well. But yeah, looking looking good at the moment. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you've done a couple of Let's Plays. I know you've released your most recent one not too long ago, uh, and it it looks really good. The game looks really nice. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I think it was two or three weeks ago now. And I, I've always kind of felt that videos are the best way to show off a strategy game. Uh, screenshots certainly aren't. Oh, uh, no. No, there's not and, a lot of eye candy, yeah. Yeah, and you can... You can talk about what's in the game, but that, that really doesn't give you a feel for it uh, any more than talking about what a game like Spelunky plays like or Call of Duty. It's like, okay, well, you know, you can describe it and that might sound interesting, but you don't really know what the game is until you see it or have played it. So it's, uh, you know, it's it's hard to sell a strategy game, uh, but video is a good way of doing that. So uh, I've been putting out yeah, the second ridiculously long let's play the first one was about an hour the second one's about two hours uh and uh third one's gonna be three hours right oh god i hope not uh (laughs) well everybody seems to be uh going the going the streaming route now you have sid uh streaming starships and soren streaming uh off-world trading company and i mean i feel like i'm 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 getting left behind now. I'm just throwing up let's plays. These guys are, uh, you know, popping up there every few days or every week. Oh yeah, yeah. Now you got to get on it. <laughs> Start developing on Twitch. Yeah. Well, Soren's been bugging me on Twitter. He's like, he's like, Sid, Sid's doing a a, a stream at two p.m. I'm doing a three p.m. Come on, John Schaefer, what are you doing? Four p.m. Let's make <laughs> hey, it happen. I'm exactly. 
I'm like, I got too many bugs to fix. <laughs> if I did that, then it would be a really, really short video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, uh, hey, watch uh, watch John fix bugs live. <laughs> well, you, a couple actually snuck through into the uh, second Let's Play video as well there. Um, nice. Nothing, nothing too big, but it was like, oh, I'm going to give this guy this bonus, switch him to this other discipline so I can, uh, oh, I guess I can't. <laughs> All right. Uh, never mind. I'll put that, I'll write a note about that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I really like uh the aesthetic of the game. I really do. I like the unexplored map. I like uh, you know the the kind of hints of resources and towns and stuff like that. It's uh it's really cool. It's it's looking really good. Yeah, I I agree and you know, I can say that because I haven't done any of the art, so uh, <laughs> I I'm allowed, I feel like. Uh but yeah, it's it, it's a really really cool style and something that we kind of worked our way towards as the uh, development progressed. We knew we wanted to do something unique, and uh, we kind of liked the aesthetic that was being uh, put forward by the the leader paintings and the landscapes. So we said, "Well, this can probably be applied to the rest of the game." And yeah, you know, we messed around for about a month with shaders and programming and stuff, and got it looking really good. It's very expensive, so <laughs> in spite of being two D, it's uh, it's actually pushing the graphics card pretty hard. So we have some, some work to do there to make sure that it runs well on everybody's computers. But, you know, that's why the game isn't done yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it looks really cool. Um, you know, you're speaking of bugs. What's, uh, what's your favorite bug you've run into so far? Hmm, favorite bug. Yeah, anything real funny or obnoxious happened in the game uh, thanks to bugs? Well, well, obnoxious. I mean, like constantly. Uh, gosh, the probably the weirdest one is that uh, if you captured a civilian, like a surveyor or a, or a farmer or something from bandits, uh, the the code internally part of it would know that you captured it and it would switch ownership, but part of it wouldn't. Part of it would still think that it belonged to the bandits. And so every so often they would get a command to like return to the bandit homeland camp. And <laughs> they would start wandering and you're like, what? Where, where are they going? Just walk about the, the traitors. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, no, nothing quite to the level of, you know, so, like those ridiculous patch notes that you see for the Sims that are just, you know, <laughs> yeah. like made it, made it, you know, fix bug where it was possible to marry your deceased son that was on fire or something. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. absurd. Nothing, nothing too too crazy. But I'm sure we'll <laughs> we'll get to that point. Uh, you know, since we're we're focusing a little bit more on the characters and the personality that sort of thing, uh, we'll probably end up down that road at some point. But so far, things have been pretty mundane and just like, oh, the game crashes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, nothing like flaming hell dogs or anything. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Not yet. Not no. yet. There's always tomorrow. <laughs> well, there will always be more bugs. So yeah. <laughs> the, odds, the odds of something weird coming up are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, it it does look really nice, and uh, you you're you look like you're on schedule. So uh, I'm really I'm really excited to see your game. I've been playing a lot more strategy uh, lately. I think I'm <laughs> I think I'm getting old, and uh, I can't keep up with the kids anymore. You know, I, I gotta I gotta play the the thinking man games now. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 one of those things like what the, the kinds of games 
that seem interesting. I feel like for most people that that changes over time. And, you know, that makes sense as people have different obligations and different amounts of time to spend. And, you know, at a certain point, the reflexes start to go as well. Uh, But but even that aside, just like the just the preference, like, um, you know, I've actually kind of gone almost the opposite direction where when I was younger, I played just, you know, not just strategy, but I played a lot of strategy games. I played certainly more than I do now. And part of that is time, but part of it is just also, you know, just the, the expense mentally of starting a new strategy game and (laughs) buying into the whole universe and figuring out all these arcane things that, uh, some of which may not be explained terribly well. Because part of that is just, that's kind of what I do all day with my own projects and so when i kind of want to unwind it's like oh do i want to kind of figure out how these things are put together in a way that may not be quite the way i was hoping Uh, maybe i'll go play spelunky instead yeah no i hear you there like uh i guess for me it's i play so many shooters and so many action games um and i don't really count league of legends as a strategy game it's it's so twitch uh like reflex based um, that, uh, yeah, it's weird. I kind of started getting burned out and I've, uh, I've been really obsessed with Crusader Kings 2 for like the last few months now. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, and of course like Dwarf Fortress and all that, but, uh, yeah, it seems to be the more complex now, the, the better. And I'm, I'm almost afraid to like go look at, is it Ascension? Uh, was it, God, what was that game that Tom and Bruce Garrick are so obsessed with? Uh, is it Ascension 2 or 3 or something like that? God, what is that? Uh, I know there's a uh, the card game Ascension. <laughs> uh, it's it's not... It, what is that thing? It's like this crazy... And I even have it. I have one of them. It's that crazy difficult like strat, uh, strategy game that it's like you're... It's mythological and... Bruce Garrick wrote huge articles about it. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, what is the name of that thing? It's not Age of Wonders. No. <laughs> uh, Bruce Garrick. It's he... that one crazy one. Wrote them. It's the fourth one. Yeah. Bruce is like, Bruce, like, yeah, you wrote the name. Dominions. Of... Dominions. Everybody listening to this is like yelling. Yeah, it's Dominions. Okay, yeah. There we go. Yeah. Forgive, forgive us, everybody. Oh, we, we thought we knew what. We knew what we were talking about. We just didn't. There's a Dominion's four now. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, I tried to play two. That was the one, and uh, it was it was so so much. But then again, maybe <laughs> maybe I'm ready for it now. Yeah, I was just gonna say you're you're probably good to go. <laughs> if you can if you can uh, if you got Crusader Kings two down, I feel like you you can you can manage Dominions. Yeah, Crusader Kings 2 is a very, very complex game. Yes. <laughs> I don't think... lots of small buttons. Yes, uh, Paradox does not make uh, real easy to play games most of the time. <laughs> that's that's not their motto, I don't think. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, as we were talking earlier, uh, you've uh, you and I both have been playing uh, Darkest Dungeon. So wh- what do you think of that game so far? Yeah, I've only gotten about a couple hours in, which is, you know, probably less than it would be for anybody else's two hours because I, I tend to <laughs> play things slowly. Uh, as anybody who's watched the uh, At the Gates Let's Play videos knows, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I, I like to deliberate. I like to mouse over everything, kind of figure out how things fit together first. Um, but even, even spite of that, you know, I've gotten through, I don't know, a couple dungeons, I guess at this point and pimped out my, my crew a little bit and I'm enjoying it. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, there's certainly a lot there. Uh, the lack of tooltips makes me want to throw things at the screen. Yeah. So, you know, the, the interface stuff aside, my kind of nitpicks about getting into a new game and my need to kind of master and understand everything before I make a single move. Uh, I, I've really enjoyed the game so far. It definitely fits into that roguelike niche that started to become uh, really po- popular in the past few years. And those are the kinds of games I love. So I'm, I'm all aboard uh, with that. And it's kind of, it's kind of interesting and almost ironic in a way because uh, coming from strategy games, you know, the SID's kind of definition for a strategy game is a series of interesting decisions. And a lot of times what characterizes these roguelikes is just kind of arbitrary brutality. When you step on a trap and it just does a bunch of damage and your stress level goes way up and it's like, oh, well, no, it happened. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And it, it's weird because in, in some sense I'm like, oh, that's not good game design at all. You you want there to be things that people can see coming and plan around and that sort of thing. Uh, but to a certain extent, it makes the game more interesting, and that's obviously why they include it. I mean, what what do you th- what are your thoughts on that? Do you are you a fan of that approach, or is it kind of you know something that detracts a little bit? Uh, you know, I like it. It's just it's, it's such an incredibly difficult game at the beginning, at least. I don't know how it goes because I've only played a few hours as well uh, at this point, and uh, but yeah, it's like. Uh, Trying to manage your stress at the beginning of that game gets a little crazy, and then the the bigger the dungeons get, the the it just it gets starts becoming much more difficult to make it through. So, uh, um, I like it, but it, it certainly it can be very frustrating. Um, yeah, yeah, the randomness <laughs> of the traps and stuff. Uh, I I do like it when people go crazy though and start shouting crazy stuff and everything. That uh, <laughs> seems to be just constant oh yeah <laughs> seems like there's there's some guy has like three out of a hundred stress and he's just like i can't take it anymore yeah i can't take it anymore i'm like get a grip man oh yeah just started yeah they it's uh th- those guys have a real problem when stuff starts going <laughs> downhill yeah well that's that's kind of you know a related note uh you know i, I believe this is an early access game and yes, they just kind of opened the doors up on it. Yeah, they uh, they did, and um, it's it's really well polished for an early access game. Um, <laughs> That's such a sad thing to say. Yeah, yeah, it, but it's. Uh, I can't I can't believe how complete ish this game they're selling is. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, they have they have something going on here. That's, uh, that's how, something. how expectations have changed. Oh yeah, yeah. Early access. While I, I like really like it, it also is. Uh, it's really strange um, how it has changed the way people think about uh, game releases. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I could I could probably rant about this for for you know the whole hour or whatever, but I'll I'll try to avoid that. But just. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, there are certainly very good things about early access, and then there's a lot of things I dislike. Uh, yep. We have a form of early access for at the gate, so I can't, you know, complain too much about it. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's something where it's pretty much just a, a 
you know, a true alpha test where uh, people can get in by by pre-ordering, by paying for the game, paying a little bit extra, kind of like with the Kickstarter. And it's it's a way for people that are interested in the game to kind of help us out, uh, allow us to work on the game a little bit longer, but also give us feedback. Um, we just had a wave of new testers come in after the recent Let's Play video, and they've been they've been really great. We've gotten a lot of good feedback and. The, there's a ton of activity in the in the forums, and that's something that wouldn't exist if not for the early access program. I mean, we yeah. could go around and like, hey, you know, if you guys want to help test a game, you know, post things on the internet. But it's it's not the same as when you're kind of building up a community and um, getting a little bit closer to what what the what the actual game is going to be and what people's relationship is going to be to it. Because when you just have open open access you get a lot of people in that just aren't going to be that helpful, you know? To, oh yeah. To put it <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but I'm also on the other hand, just the completely open early access. It does really sour my feelings towards a game that I might've been looking forward to. Sure. And in part that's because I'm a game developer and I know what a game is like before it's done and it's not good. And <laughs> yeah, you know, this is, I, it's been harder and harder to avoid getting early access games because they're just so common now. But, uh, you know, I've, I've tried to stay away from some of them. Um, obviously, Darkest Dungeon is an exception to that, uh, kind of because everybody's playing it and a lot of good things are being said about it. Um, oh, yeah. It's just, I don't know. Uh, as, as, a, as a customer... I don't think it's a great thing. I think for developers, it's very good. Oh yeah. And in terms of helping make better games, but as a, you know, a consumer, just like everything's early access, nothing's really done. Uh, you know, it's, it's even if, of course you can just wait and not buy or play the game. I don't know. There's like a subconscious psychological impact of like, uh, I don't even, you know, I'm less excited about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, and like, for me, I've done quite a few, but I, the way I, I've always viewed them is uh, is more of an investment. Like you know, I, I backed Wasteland Two, and I like I downloaded the the early access when it was available, and I played around with it for like an hour, and I was like, you know, that's cool. I I just wanted to make sure uh, that it was like you know looking like I was going to enjoy it. Then after that, I just put it away, you know. Uh, so stuff like that, I don't mind um, kind of putting money into but a lot of times it's uh it's real dubious i i'm afraid that it's it's going to get to a point where people aren't going to trust any sort of early access just like uh a lot of kickstarters started uh losing a lot of uh i don't know presence because of that as well yeah just lack of Mm -hmm. delivery yeah it's also it's even more of a concern i think with strategy genre and with games like uh dungeon even where you're you're playing, and, and you were saying earlier, this is a really difficult game. Managing stress early on is 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 kind of a challenge. Yeah. And there's always the question of, well, is that the intention, or is that just because they haven't polished yeah. and balanced things yet, or somewhere in between? You know, when, oh, when yeah. a game is done, done. You know, as much as it can be now, uh, you can is you can go into it kind of with a level of. I don't know, there's, there's almost a disconnect that makes it easier to enjoy because you're saying, well, this is the thing that they've made 
and I'm going to experience what they've made and enjoy that. There's no second guessing or I guess less second guessing of, well, is this just not done yet? Or is this on purpose? Right. I don't know. There's, there's kind of a, there's kind of a, almost a questioning that goes on whenever I'm playing an early access game that, that makes it harder for me to just, you know, oh, separate sure. myself from the whole idea that this is a thing that has bugs and people are working on and things will change and things are broken and, Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's that's kind of going to be the biggest issue for most people, because like if I buy it, I I know what to expect, you know. But if it if it pops up on Steam, you know, a lot of people might not understand that. They might not understand that. Listen, this game is uh, quite early in development. You know, it's it's not just uh, oh, it'll be out in a couple of months. You know, but a lot of these games are quite a ways from done. Um, H1Z1, for instance, that game is quite a ways from done. Um, a lot of the early access games are, so it's a, it's certainly a buyer beware kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I think I think you may be onto something. I think it really could turn people off too, of a game that it may not have. Yeah, it it seems like it almost could it, it can almost hurt you in two different ways. One where uninformed consumers come in they they buy the game they play it and they say wow this is kind of crappy yeah what's going on here you know and then somebody else comes in and says it's early access dummy what do you expect right well they didn't enjoy it either way so it doesn't matter right <laughs> and on the other end you have somebody that's completely in the know that goes in and because of that they can't you know there's not that um suspension of disbelief like this is this is an experience i'm jumping right. into this world it's like well no you're jumping into this project that's partially done and this system is incomplete and this system you know this there's text over that that says not done yet this will be worked on soon and it's it's just you know it kind of works counter to the idea of just putting the real world aside and jumping into a game and having fun yeah Um, yeah you're you're paying to help somebody out there's no doubt about that yeah yeah Um, so it's it's weird it kind of works in in two negative ways in that sense i don't know yeah i don't mean to be super negative because i do think it can be a good thing it's just sure the consumer side of my brain is just like uh you know oh yeah it's it's hard enough for me to kind of set things aside and just enjoy games uh compared to when i was younger and then this certainly hasn't helped any but maybe that's just my you know kind of perspective as a as a developer as opposed to a consumer who's just like well you know you play the games they're fun or they're not whatever um so (laughs) well hopefully Hopefully it's more of that than uh, than kind of what I'm describing. Yeah, and a lot of time I think too it's just kind of you know you have to be so much more careful when dealing with something with Steam, like Steam because it's it's so much more of an open platform. It's not completely open, of course, but but you wouldn't see a lot of the stuff you see on Steam on like the Xbox or PlayStation or anything like that uh, in their digital stores. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, you might not see anything in uh, Nintendo's digital store. You may not. You may not. <laughs> so, oh, oh, I'm Nintendo. Sorry. Hey, I like Nintendo. They got another and, 3DS coming out that is kind of hard to tell what the difference is, but there is that. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> no, I like the Wii U quite a bit. I think it's uh, got a bad rap, but it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's almost like a little bit too late in a way for them and their next generation consoles yeah i mean it's with nintendo i think it's one of those things where they they have a certain vision 
and they want to execute and follow through on that. You know, everything else be damned. And sometimes that gets, you know, ends up giving the world the Wii and gives them billions of dollars. Yeah. And sometimes it's the Wii U where they're like, this is what we're doing. Hey, check it out. And nobody really cares. And, yeah. you know, they're still kind of saying, oh, well, we're still doing the thing that we're doing. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why they're still around. And oh, yeah. Sega is basically a shell of itself. Right? Even <laughs> more so. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. God, they're, uh, they haven't released too many uh, great games recently. Actually, Bayonetta 2 was all right. But, uh, uh, created, well, then again, I'm I'm basing a lot of my talk off of off of reading quarter to three so maybe maybe strategy game reviewing is not the kindest thing for uh there maybe creative assembly is a little uh a little sore still from our last few reviews yeah um, yeah i, I mean <laughs> i didn't even play than... uh the latest uh of their games but uh yeah they didn't they didn't review well at least on our side yeah. I think they've been selling well, though. I mean, that's it's actually kind of interesting with Sega. Um, I don't know if you heard, but I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I don't know, some some point recently, uh, they made kind of a big announcement saying that the company was more or less imploding. <laughs> uh, not completely, but uh, so they, they kind of, in Japan, they have this uh, almost like... Um, gambling division, like pachinko machines and all this you know, oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Money. And now it's not, and they're basically shutting it down or selling it off or something. So that's a really big deal for them. And fortunately, they they kind of said, "Hey, we're going to be focusing more on like digital games, huh. uh, including PC." So it's like, "All right, well, that sounds good to me." But you know, who knows what that's going to mean? Cause oh yeah. When you have big companies like that and things change, anything can happen. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they um. Yeah, actually, yeah, uh, Pachinko and everything was their original business, if I remember correctly. Um, the uh, that that they started because uh, it's an Italian company. They named it after uh, the shipping code on the crates was S E G A. Yeah, so it's a strange or interesting uh, backstory there. But um, yeah, that is uh, that is that is weird. Um, you know, one thing I will say that I really do like about early access and Kickstarter, though, is it has given us a lot of like strategy games and uh, ro- mm. roguelikes and stuff like that. Like you mentioned earlier, it's like that that has been really fantastic. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like Wasteland Two's awesome. Uh, you know, uh, the the Shadowrun um, games, like they're kickstarting that new one. Um, they, they that the first one was pretty cool. So yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff has come out of that. Uh and luckily I haven't backed any of the ones that totally like blue or whatever. So, I uh, <laughs> I've been pretty fortunate on that end. Yeah, it, it's it's tough. Uh you know, all the budgets on these things on at least the ones that go up on Kickstarter are oh, yeah. usually absurdly low uh because they have to be otherwise people would Oh yeah. you know, be have sticker shock and wouldn't contribute to it. It's like you want 10 million dollars? Oh yeah. What are you gonna do with ten million dollars? <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, that is the budget usually for yeah. a game like this, so. yeah. or half of it. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that. Uh, you have to. It, you know, I think the big thing is having to um, fulfill all those uh, different bonuses and stuff that so mm. many people initially put out. You know, like all yeah. the the shirts and things like that. Yeah, well, it certainly hasn't helped. I think it's a combination of a lot of different things, but that, that 
that that has consequences on the financial side has consequences on the kind of the time and effort side i mean oh yeah you know, most people don't think about how much work it takes to ship, ship. Off yeah shirts <laughs> yeah the shipping part sucks yeah uh but yeah it has been so great for for certain genres though um I'm, uh... oh yeah yeah i i am absolutely on board with that and like i said i can't complain given you know that it's helped me at make at the gates oh yeah first of all but also, yeah, these are the sorts of games that I love uh, to play and, and see succeed. Um, and I think one of the reasons why they kind of have taken off a little bit is just the uh, the lower budgets tend to make uh, producing just a huge amount of content unfeasible. So when you can't make a huge amount of content, what you can do instead is make it procedural. And so right. procedural content, I think, is awesome yes. you know, from a gameplay perspective. And if that means more people are going to be making those kinds of games because they have to, <laughs> seems good to me. Uh, you know, it's it's there was certainly a time maybe, I don't know, 15 years ago or so where that was just almost the antithesis of what what the goals seem to be of, you know, a good triple A game developer. You know, you wanted these massive worlds with just, you know, bunches of different kinds of trees and bushes and board planks on houses and whatnot. And, oh, yeah. you know, I never cared about any of that. And that's kind of when I stopped playing games uh, in large part and just focus more on Civ. Uh, but now, yeah, it's it's kind of coming back the other direction. 2D is in. Uh, procedural world generation is really in. Oh, um, yeah. And and I think that's a good thing. It's It's... Uh, you know, I have no idea what the sales uh, revenue looks like industry wide, but obviously enough of them are doing well and they're grabbing a lot of attention now. The fact that everybody's talking about uh, Darkest Dungeon, I think, is a great thing. It's not something you would have seen 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, there's so much cool stuff going on. Did you did you see Rod Humble's announcement? Um, I have. Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> forward to uh, checking that out, too. Yeah, I I've read I've read some about it. Uh, to be honest, my first thought when I saw it was, "Ooh, there's going to be some people that don't like this." Oh yeah, <laughs> like just thematically. Gonna, oh yeah, be like angry letters written. <laughs> yeah, no. When I first I'm when I there. first saw it, I'm like, "Is this like a uh, you know like one of those uh, religious propaganda games or something?" And then I'm like, "Oh no, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's not at all." Yeah, no, I, I'm really curious about it though. I think I'm going to have Rod on uh, the podcast sometime soon. I hope, and that'll be a good good thing to talk about. That's uh... yeah. Yeah. You can ask him if he's gotten any hate mail. Yet. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, I'll have to wait till after <laughs> the game's release, and then I'll, I'll have to go. Yeah, hey Rod. Uh, so, so have you heard anything from anybody? <laughs> yeah. That's like uh, that's that's just coming up actually really soon, isn't it? Yeah, actually, uh, four days from now. So, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> this is like the uh, the the opposite of the hype cycle. Oh yes. It's like it's like hey guys. I got a game. It's out late next week. <laughs> yeah. It's done. No, no, not early access. It's done. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> yeah, I put that out there. I was like, "Oh, he's going to do an early access thing." Oh no, it's okay. All right, never mind. No, uh, no hype required. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind of that kind of sounds like something uh, right up my alley. Just like you know, go and work in my basement in the closet for 
you know, however many years and then just pop out and be like, hey, everybody, here's a game. Oh. You know, none of the, uh, you know, none of the marketing stuff or PR, you know, that stuff's all right. Um, I certainly enjoy going around to trade shows and talking oh, sure, to people yeah. about the game, but it takes a lot of time. It's a lot of energy and, you know, I'd rather be programming usually. So oh, I, I, I can, uh, I can respect that approach, certainly. Yeah, I mean, hey, most of my favorite games nowadays don't have a huge PR budget. So there's there's no doubt about that. It's clear, There's cool stuff you can find in PC gaming. Real easy to find cool stuff. Yeah. I, it almost kind of makes me wonder what the, uh, what the arc is going to be there. You know, everybody used to say, you know, PC gaming is dying. Oh, yeah. You, you, you definitely don't hear that anymore. No, no, you don't. Not that everybody has PCs and, you know, the whole early access thing has made yeah. so much, uh, you know, the independent gaming has made so many big contributions yeah. to, like, you know, reasonably priced gaming. I, I think if PC gaming had stayed at $60 like the consoles, I think PC gaming would be doomed, yes. But <laughs> but now that it's the smaller market has exploded so much, and if Steam or if Valve manages to release a viable Steam box, uh, I think that'll be huge too. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's strange how how PC gaming has picked back up, uh, yeah. and now consoles very... are doomed. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yes, it's. I, I made a bet with somebody that like uh, ten years after uh, this new generation of consoles is out, it'll have sold less than uh, than the previous one. Um, <laughs> it's actually uh, based on the sales I've seen. It's it's done better than I was expecting. So I I'm certainly not rooting for that. It's just yeah. I mean I kind of fall a little bit in that camp. I suppose just you know we everything's kind of getting fragmented more, and there's a lot of momentum towards mobile. Uh, as opposed to these five hundred dollar boxes that you put in your living room. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I. You know. I'm not a futurist. My big thing, I guess, that PC gaming always had working against it was the the sheer level of technological advance we had going on when PC gaming started to really take off. Uh, people didn't really want to spend $2,000 on a computer that they'd have to upgrade or replace in like two or three years. Uh, but now, you know, since microcomputing has slowed down so much uh, and uh, the pricing has dropped so much, it's so much easier to get into PC gaming now than it used to be even five years ago. Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously there's there's a, there's still a market for, uh, you know, high-end video cards oh, yeah. and CPUs and whatnot. Uh, but I don't really know that many people that are there. Like ten years ago, I knew tons of people yeah. that were just you know upgrading every year. Yeah, me no, too. Just so much. crazily, that's what I did. I loved it. You know, it was my hobby at the time. But it was like, God, it's such a huge money drain. And uh, yeah, and now you don't really hear so much. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, yeah, they there's still video card hype, of course, and there there always will be. But like, just the the sheer. You know, having to worry about who has the most whatever it can do, whatever shaders better than this and that really isn't that big of a deal. It's like the mid range video cards are putting out so much, uh, like good, high quality uh, graphic performance. Uh, and even some of them without fans, you know, which is such a huge deal uh, <laughs> that it just, it's weird. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. You know, you can buy like yeah. a, good mid-range laptop and actually be able to play a lot of games on it 
It's kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's there's only so much benefit now out of getting more polygons on the screen. Right. We've, we've kind of reached that point, I feel like. And, and, you know, there's certainly more things you can do and more sophisticated shaders and whatnot. But, you know, it's not <clears throat> it's not the difference between, like, uh, you know, a PlayStation 2, two graphics and, uh, you know, a PlayStation 3 graphics. Oh, yeah. Like no, yeah. And I'm I'm really thankful for that, actually, just for the sheer fact that it was so boring, the whole... Uh, oh, look at how realistic this looks compared to, you know, this guy's realistic-looking stuff. And, I, <laughs> I mean, things look nice now, but, like, the advancements are becoming more of a... Uh, how much action can we have going on screen? How much artificial intelligence com- like can we, you know, dedicate computing to? You know, it's just all kinds of uh, more fascinating depth-building advancements uh, over just sheer, like eye candy um and that that's 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 what makes it that's what's interesting about the current like level of gaming anyway it's like the world building is so much more fascinating than it was um mm-hmm. yeah it's it's yeah it's a different type of it's a different type of environment and uh yeah it's it's easy for everybody to reach all of these things at their fingertips for the most part it's yeah I do think one big casualty that's kind of come out of all this, though, is the RTS genre. Yeah. You know, this is certainly stuff that, you know, topic we've touched on in the past over the, I don't know, five, last five years or whatever. But I think it, it, it's not something to overlook where uh, you look at a lot of these other genres like RPGs, for example, that have kind of lived on because they can kind of straddle the line between console and PC. Right. You, you, don't really get that with RTS and because they cost so damn much to make and they don't work on console, they kind of have disappeared in, in large part. Yeah, no, I agree. And that, that is a big shame. And, you know, I guess that's part of the giant appeal of league of legends to me is it does scratch that real time strategy feel just from the, the whole map control and everything and, you know, the clicking, etc. But, like, I'm, I miss a Warcraft, you know? I would love to see a new, like, Warcraft. I'd love to see a new, uh, well, you know, uh, we're not going to see a new Age of Empires, unfortunately. <laughs> but, man, how awesome would that be? Um, you know, any of those games. Because, like, yeah, Age of Empires and uh, the Age of Mythology, all those games are so great. You know, and uh, really, all we got now is what StarCraft and Grey Goo. I have, yeah, I keep seeing people talk about that. I haven't even looked at that game. <laughs> it's a, uh, I don't think it Tom have... liked it very much. <laughs> but he, yeah, it's Tom. What you gonna do? Yeah, I, I actually have uh, that up on my screen right now, just randomly. Um, <laughs> Grey Goo has nuance, streamlining, and little reason to play it instead of other RTSs. Yeah. Thank you, Tom Chick. <laughs> <laughs> Only 13 comments, though. That's probably a bad sign for Grey Goo. It is a bad sign for Grey Goo. Yeah, that means nobody really cares that much. So we got that going on. Uh, yeah. well, it kind of—it seemed to kind of just come out of nowhere. Almost. Right, I mean, yeah. I'm obviously not uh, paying as much attention to new game announcements as a lot of people are, but uh, you know, I, I follow the forums and, and read, you know, Rock, Paper, Shotgun, and Kotaku and whatnot. Yeah. So it, I was kind of surprised. I'm like, oh, a big kind of kind of big RTS. Uh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, Although unexpected. I think they... <laughs> I was just listening to um, the Three Moves Ahead podcast talking wow, about yeah. it, and a point that they made there was that they may have chosen a name that 
could have been better. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, naming your game Grey Goo, honestly, that sounds more like some sort of weird platformer uh, <laughs> than an RTS. And it uh, it is easily forgettable. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it looks nice, uh, but... Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's like they've remastered the you know Age of Empires games and stuff. So why, in a way, why would you, why would you need to? I guess. But at the same time, man, I I would love to see something new. Because uh, StarCraft Two is not that fun to me. I mean, I like it, but it's not. It, it's not an RTS that I'm gonna just sit there and play around with and stuff. It's an RTS where you have to build everything in the exact right order as quickly as possible or you die. I mean, it's just kind of... <laughs> it's it's like a spreadsheet simulator where you, you just click on buttons. I don't know. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, it's it's an eSport. <laughs> oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> I mean, that's that. it's more eSport at this point than RTS, I would say. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's, that's never been a model that's really appealed to me in part because I just don't have very good reflexes and I can only kind of do one thing at a time. Yeah. Uh, That's why I like League of Legends. You're only in control of one guy. You know, I, I yeah. can't do the multiple guys. Yeah. <laughs> I've always actually uh, kind of been interested in in making an RTS that is more strategic and high level. Um, that would be awesome. And I've been told that uh, uh, Kohan, the whole Kohan games were actually probably oh, the yeah. closest to kind of what I had in mind. I actually never played them. Uh, I have them in Steam in my Steam library, like every other game. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm sh- like everybody else does, you know. Oh, yeah. 2,000 games you have, 100 of which you've played. But, um, yeah, that's kind of a model that's always appealed to me, where just slowing things down a bit, making it more strategic, making it less about uh, Twitch-activated um, abilities, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I have no idea if it would sell or be popular, um, but I'm sure at least a few people would, would love something like that. Oh, <laughs> if you, yeah. If you did it well. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of room out there for games now. Like, with so many people, like, having access to decent computers, there's so much room for different stuff. It's, uh, it's a pretty good time for gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I actually just got a uh, beta invite to Heroes of the Storm. I have ah, yeah. basically never played... A MOBA. I've played about 10 minutes of League of Legends and uh, somebody yelled at me for like attacking the tower instead of the minions or something and I'm like ah, I don't think I'm going to do this again. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was pretty much it. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Heroes of the Storm is is, is pretty friendly, um, comparably. It's, it's certainly easier to play and easier to get the hang of. Um, I've played it a bit. Uh, I'll always, you know, be more of a League of Legends guy, but that's just because that's all I've done for a long time. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's pretty cool. Generally, like you know, yeah. eating, sleeping, right? Nah, League of Legends. Yeah, that's it. That's intravenous, intravenous <laughs> League of Legends. Yeah, I just uh, that's me. You know, I'm jacked in. <laughs> no wonder they're making so much money. Yeah, it's just me. Uh, yeah. Oh God, now don't let my wife hear that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where you know I I would love to see more competition in the MOBA field, but like it's it's well, this. It seems like everybody's uh, competing. In well, I mean real co- competition. When I say that, I, I don't mean like 
Oh, God. I, it's like League of Legends, Dota 2, and I guess Heroes of the Storm, and everybody else is... It's kind of not... Nobody's really doing anything else. It's interesting. What would what would you actually want to see? Like, Something so, more um... single-player. Mm-hmm. You know? I would like to see that. And I know that sounds kind of like... Well, you can play bot games in League of Legends, but it'd be so it'd be cool to have a game like that where you're playing a campaign, you know, or something like that. I think it'd be interesting. Ah, uh, so this is why you want a new Warcraft game. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, that's what I was thinking too. It's like those solo missions where you go through the tunnels oh. and stuff. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> those were pretty rough. You're one of those. No, 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 God, those were rough. No, I prefer the build a army and stomp people approach to to Warcraft <laughs> playing. Um, uh, I was not a fan of Warcraft. Really. You know, I liked it, but uh, it I don't know. I liked it. It just kind of, I don't know. Starcraft is the one that kind of I want to like, but I can't. Uh, yeah, I mean, Starcraft is more my style because it is kind of more in the strategy direction of mm-hmm. you know interchangeable pieces and and oh yeah, you know just numbers whereas in Warcraft 3 it was kind of like a uh, an RPG RTS hybrid almost where okay yeah, you know, heroes and tunnel, stuff like, yeah. click on this thing and <laughs> you know use this ability i'm like uh, this isn't great yeah no i know what you're saying um now realistically i would like to see something like i said more of an age of empires but that's not going to happen luckily mm-hmm. age of empires 3 is still playable so we got that going for us um yeah tom and i but, uh, uh, getting there and he kills me at it and, that's about it. <laughs> but no, yeah, to get to get back to the MOBA stuff though, just you know, what like are there are there specific gameplay things that you think would be interesting to change? Just, you know, aside from the single player, multiplayer hmm. um emphasis, just in terms of what you're actually doing. Um are you pretty happy with what what's there now or do you think there's a lot of room that you would like to see explored you know actually i'm pretty happy with that i think honestly um because you have kind of three levels of it if you if you look at the three games because dota 2 has the more extreme mechanics there's you have denying you know which is last hitting your own uh enemy creep uh, and stuff like that. In fact, you can control multiple units. Um, most of the time in League of Legends, that's not the case, and you don't deny. Uh, and then in Heroes of the Storm, they kind of completely remove inventory management and uh, last hitting. So it's it's kind of like you. There's really not a lot more you can really do with it in a way at that point that I can think of and still stay in the mm-hmm. same formula. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like I said, I've played all 10 minutes of League of Legends and that's been pretty much it. And I know that they've been, you know, from the basic uh, original Dota formula where you had three lanes and that was pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, you know, things slammed into each other. There's now more stuff on the map. There's things that you can do that aren't just, you know, fighting other right, yeah. players or taking down towers or right. uh, killing minions. But, you know, I, that's, that seems like the kind of thing where I would really enjoy pushing on things where, you know, just adding more dimensions. And maybe sure. there's already so many dimensions that, hey, you know, everything's perfect, everything's fine. But I don't know. I'm, I, I kind of like to break things and just see what comes out of it. <laughs> Take a look at uh, Heroes of the Storm because they have added a few things. It's interesting. Like, instead, they have Jungle Creep, but 
instead of just killing them for bonuses or whatever, they'll actually fight on your side if you kill their camp. And then they have you collecting extra stuff to, like, cre- uh, start these events that cause massive damage to the other team's base and stuff like that. Um, and there's one other that's out there that I, I want to spend more time with, but I just haven't yet. Is you know, Sins of a Dark Age. Mm-hmm. Um, have you heard? You, you know, Sins of a Solar Empire. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it's by those guys, and I think they do have a bit of um, a bit of a single player mode. But I don't. I have, and I bought into it. I, I actually have access to it. I just haven't played it recently. Maybe I should. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I haven't heard of that in a while. I mean, I've, you know, I'm actually, yeah, you know, I know those guys, and, um. You know, I was I used to be at Stardock, and then they were closely associated yeah. with uh, Ironclad as well. And I know people that know them, so I've kind of been following along. But it seems like they've kind of you know fallen off the map a little bit, almost. Uh, yeah, I know they were kind of do they're intending to do some ambitious uh, design things with with uh, Dark Age, where there's kind of a commander mode, where there's a strategic level, like a true strategic strategic level, right. in addition to just the lower level, you know, typical MOBA gameplay, and that didn't really work out um and i really haven't heard much about it since then i think that's gosh a couple of years now oh yeah know. yeah huh yeah that's a good point uh they haven't updated a ton yeah i think i like checked their twitter account or something uh, a month or so ago and the last post was from like october 2013 or something oh. i don't know <laughs> i'm like hmm that's probably not great i don't know oh yeah yeah no, it's uh, it seems like the the cues in it are pretty bad too, which doesn't speak well, uh, according to these uh, quick comments I was looking at. Yeah, um, it's it's weird. It's like um, you know, I guess maybe when when you have such a such a dominant you know set of games that are already entrenched, like League of Legends and, and Dota two, yeah, or you know, before Dota two, just even League of Legends by itself, just breaking into that and, and grabbing enough attention in a game that is not just multiplayer centric, like, like Starcraft, for example, but only multiplayer. Like that's the only way you would really play it. I mean, I'm, I'm sure right. there are people that do play the bots, but you know, I'm, I'm sorry to them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not for what I've said, but for uh, what they're doing to themselves. Oh yeah. Uh, but you know, just trying to break into something like that and you know, it, it makes me, it makes me appreciate kind of being off in my own little corner here with uh, 4X games. Oh, yeah. Um, no, there's... Where single player is just like, you know, the thing, and, and people will buy and play any good 4X game. Yeah. So it's not like, okay, how is this going to fit into the market? You know, right. How, how do we position this relative to the rest of the portfolio? Yeah, that's what... It's like, I don't have to worry about that. That's what <laughs> I didn't understand about the whole market of surrounding MOBAs in general is that, you know, I've played League of Legends since early beta, um, I had played very little Dota, but I knew about it beforehand. And uh, after playing League of Legends, it was just so much better than the other stuff I saw. And I still haven't seen anything that's that's better. So it, it's like when World of Warcraft entered the MMO market. You know, you mm-hmm. saw that and you were like, "Well, that's that's going to do it." And, uh, <laughs> And that really was, you know, it's just, it hasn't changed since. Like, ESO just recently, you know, did their free-to-play thing, so, I don't know. I don't know. I think... Nobody saw it coming. Oh, yeah, I know. That was a big shock, but, uh, <laughs> God, I wanted that game to be good. I really did. 
Uh, but um, but anyway, you know, I guess we can we should go ahead and wrap it up. I don't want to keep you out too late on a school night and everything. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, to everybody listening, um, please go to atthegatesgame.com and throw money at John Schaefer. He's a good guy. I vouch for him, and the game looks freaking awesome. I cannot wait to play it. Um, and uh, thanks for listening. You know, to the quarter to three podcast. If you want to rate us on iTunes, please do so. Uh, and uh, John, are you still doing your podcast? You are right. With, uh... I'm not actually. Ah. I, 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 re- I retired uh, about a year ago now, ah. so that I can you know sit in my basement and program. Oh, okay, man. I I'm completely out of the loop. Man, I feel bad. <laughs> oh. Well, so am I. So don't feel. Oh, bad. that's all right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so so don't worry about that. Uh, never mind. Uh, uh, no, I mean I'm sure. Does Derek still do it? Yeah, Dirk is still Dirk, still, still going. Derek, and uh, we uh, have a, a regular rotation now. Uh, David Heron, who's another game designer, and Rob Davio, who's oh, also cool. another game designer. Um, all all very very smart, great guys. So I I like to listen to it now, which is great for me because now I have something I can listen to because I ain't gonna listen to myself. Well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I, I, no one wants to. I mean, never mind. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us for this uh, for this uh, episode of the QT3 Games podcast, and thanks for uh, coming on, John. And I uh, cannot wait to see what uh, what happens without the gates. Absolutely, thanks, Jason. It's uh, good to come back on and, and chat about everything. And yeah, we'll, <laughs> but uh, we'll have to have you back again soon. Specifically, you know. Uh, we want some more updates about the game when it gets closer to release. Sure, sounds good. Yep, like I said, it's still um, you know a long ways out. Um, later this year, uh, probably maybe early 2016, even. Uh, so you know the the usual warning I give to everybody <laughs> is that uh, we certainly welcome uh, the support in terms of uh, pre-ordering um, or being you know, helping us play test the game now. And giving us feedback on how to make it better, but uh, yeah, if you're looking to play it just for fun, I would hold off. You know, I'm gonna stick to my my early access guns and not uh, sell out at least just yet. So, uh, <laughs> walking the walk and on, talking the talk—that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, if I really talking the talk, it wouldn't be available at all. So I can. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. So somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 I take baby steps on the on talking the talk. So fair enough. So I mean, get away with it. Yeah, I'll just slide. But, yeah, it's good to come on. Thanks, Jason. All right, guys, and we'll see you next week uh, on the Quarter Three Podcast. Take care. Mm-hmm.